0: Okay
1: so mr harry uh thanks so much for coming on to the podcast and guys uh, uh, he's been doing business for like i said you know 20 plus years and in podcasting and uh, most importantly i want to say uh, at the beginning itself is that in this linkedin he asks us, you know how to start your podcast how to launch your podcast uh this article okay it's it's got a uh, lots and lots of insights in it please to go uh, you know go and check it out and uh, mr harry welcome to the show and uh please i just want to give uh, you know uh, receive a little bit of brief about yourself and what you do and all the stuff uh, Can you please do that?
0: Thanks, Jeffrey, for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it and allowing me to share my story with your audience. Um, A bit of background for me, I was actually in in the corporate world for almost uh, 20 years. I worked at uh, JPMorgan Chase and I worked at E-Trade in the marketing departments. And the way I got into podcasting was I actually am a fan of electronic music. (laughs) I grew up DJing with like vinyl and and turntables, uh, which which are still in storage somewhere. Um, I, so I created a mobile app with a friend of mine and it was called know your DJ and we, I wanted to, uh, sort of like a Pandora, but only for electronic music. And then, uh, I was doing promotion for it and I thought I want, wanted to start a podcast. So I went to a conference called new media expo in Las Vegas in 2014. And I, I, uh, I changed, uh, gears because I realized how hard it was going to be to 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 interview DJs right they're, tra- they're traveling now would be fine because everyone's in COVID everyone's just sitting at home but <laughs> but back then I was like oh this is going to be so hard what I noticed was all these podcasters at the conference talking about you know how they started their show Pat Flynn was there Amy Porterfield and yeah and I was I took some pictures with them <laughs> as a as, as a fan and I was really inspired so I came back home and I said you know uh, the, the, the concept of a, of a podcast junkie, which is, you know, someone who's, you know, a real super fan, keep keep popping up. And so I, I registered the domain Podcast Junkies and I started my show uh, named Podcast Junkies. And it's a bit meta. It's a podcast where I interview other podcasters so about podcasting. Um, and what was helpful for me, Jeffrey, in the beginning is that I used video to do the, the conversation. So I use Skype with Call Recorder way back in 2014. And, and now we use another tool similar to Zencaster which we're using today, but it's called Squadcast. And it, it allows you to, to see the face of the person um, and, and, and still records the audio in high quality um, at squadcast.fm. And what was interesting, and the, the reason for that is I was, I was really keen to build a relationship with these people that didn't know who I was. And and I wanted to, to, I have this mantra that I, I say, treat your guests like gold. And f- for me, what that means is whenever I'm on, I, having a conversation with a guest, I I imagine that, that that relationship and that friendship will be something that will be lifelong. And sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it's just for the one hour and I we never get to speak again. But sometimes, you know, I have friends that I interviewed early on that are still friends of mine. And so I started the podcast and I've built relationships over the time. And I I really just come from a place of curiosity to learn the story about what inspired them to start the show. And then after doing that for about a year, I finally had the courage to leave my job and I started my agency, Fullcast, and it's a full service done for you podcast production agency. So I guess you could say right now I eat, sleep and breathe podcasting
1: wow wow <laughs> that's kind of actually a brock listener title i guess <laughs> you just uh, stole from that so <laughs> that's cool as well and yeah I, I i think i can relate to that because you know at the start when i was doing it you know i didn't know that i would actually be, uh, have some more friends and recently i'm getting a lot of clients from that as well as i'm doing you know video editing and uh, some audio branding services that i do and they asked me like because you know as a host they trust you right it's like you know this kind of a vibration when uh, uh if you do a good job they'll trust you they will give something to you i mean like, it's not like intended, but still, like, I, I can totally relate to that, you know, what you're trying to say. And um,
0: it's interesting you say about the about the trust, just to follow up on that on that thought, because the, something I learned early on, and this is very common in the podcasting space, they talk about this know, like, and trust factor. And you have to think of those individually one at a time. First, they have to know who you are, because if they're just listening to your show for the first time, you have to let, it, let people know, like, who you are, why you started the show, I always tell podcast hosts, you should roll out the welcome mat every time you have a guest, because if you're listening to episode one or episode 50 or episode 300, sometimes you're going to find someone who's going to discover your show and listen to, you know, episode 300 as the first one. So you want to say, you know, if you're new to the show, this is, this is who I am. This is what I do. So it's, it's kind of like reminding people that no, no factor. And then like, you know, you have to, it's like welcoming people into your home. You have to, uh, show some of your personality don't try to be like an npr radio personality and, and don't try to have your, your your dj voice you know because you know that's not that's not how human humans talk and so be personable let them like you bring them into your world and i remember early i would talk about uh, my yorkie my dog his name is disco and share his stories <laughs> and i would just tell little things that were happening to me throughout the day because i you know i just wanted to let people know that there's a human being on the other side and then after no and after like then they trust you because now you know they become part of your daily routine or or you become part of their daily routine or weekly routine and you know if you start to suggest things like hey i have this resource you should listen to or, or or check out this website they've gone through the the journey of the no, the journey of the liking and now they trust you um and and they're willing to to take your advice
1: yeah, yeah, totally agree on that. And, you know, that, that just want to add to that one point is that the trust, which, you know, made is, is kind of really, really sensitive, isn't it? Like, if you do one, like, mistake, that's kind of like, uh, it's unbearable, probably the trust is yes. broken means it's it's gone forever. So I, yes. I, I can totally relate to that. Yeah, of course. Awesome. Uh, so you know, know in your article, you know, on how to launch your podcast, you mentioned like you know having a sheet about like uh, who's I'm going to appear as a guest. Like I actually, you don't believe me, but after seeing that, I created one right now. Okay. After seeing your, that one sheet, I created one today and, uh, you know, in case if I want to be a guest on someone else's podcast, because two, three people approached me saying that, would you want to talk about freelancing? or uh, something? I mean, I'm, I'm not a big, really great guy, but still I know a little bit of about like, you know, the client manager and all this stuff. So I created that, but uh, would you care to give more insights on like, you know, what are the important things that should be mentioned there? Like, you know, to improve more, uh, like, you know, guest receiving, uh, you know, uh, messages and everything and stuff. Could you care to comment on that?
0: Yeah, so just to be clear, this is for when you are going to be a guest on another podcast? Yeah, it's so important, Jeffrey, because I think sometimes people, um, again, they they think about um, what they're going to get out of it, and they're focused on themselves. And and in reality, this is what we tell clients, and this is what I tell my students, when you appear on another podcast, your goal should be to be the best guest that they ever had and it's so important because if and and you may or may not achieve that um, that goal but if mentally you know it's, it's almost like you know positive affirmations or visualization you know that people talk about but if you put your imagine if your energy is you know, my goal is when I'm on Jeffrey's podcast, I want to be the best guest he ever had. I want to add the most value that any guest has ever added to a podcast. And, you know, sometimes I do this well, and sometimes I don't. But for example, like if we take your, your show, can you think of um, the best episode or an, an episode that received a, a lot of positive feedback um, from your audience?
1: Yeah, I could think about that. But uh, the only thing about my perspective is that uh, rather than my audience, if I enjoy the show more than my audience did, even if it doesn't receive any comments, I would actually love that. That's what my perspective, actually.
0: Well, yeah, that's that, that's an interesting point. So so here's here's the thing to keep in mind. So when I, so this is just speaking to being a guest, right? You want to be the best. Do, do your homework. Listen, if you can, listen to some episodes, but also just make sure that you're focused and you're you know, making sure that you are even, however the, the interview is, it could be 15 minutes, it could be an hour and just and try to give your best attention, your best energy for that, that podcast. And then, you know, wherever, you know, you can add value, you know, continue to add value for the guest, but also something to keep in mind. And this is from the host and from the guest perspective, there's always three people in the conversation, which people seem to forget sometimes there's the guest, there's the host, but there's the one person listening to us right now and i realize we're recording this but at the time this is published i'm speaking to someone right now and you know who you are because you're listening to this episode and i and you know that i'm talking to you and it's important that people forget that you're you're actually talking to one person at a time you know it's if you're not on stage in a podcast you're not speaking to 100 people there's one person listening to your show at a time multiplied by you know hundreds or thousands whatever the number is so you know i always tell students and clients i said when, when you're referring to your audience it's the listener not hey everyone or hey listeners <laughs> because you lose that you lose that one-on-one you lose that connection with your audience is just something to keep in mind Wow,
1: I think I just need to rewrite my pre-introduction stuff in order to make <laughs> sure that it's actually going to only one person. Wow, that's a great yeah, tip. I would definitely, yeah. definitely put yeah. on to that. And you know, just speaking on, you know, your guest appearance as the best guest, I just want to ask you something, but you don't need to reveal the name, but uh, tell me about the incident. The question is, like, who was your worst guest? The worst.
0: <laughs> um, the the one that was the most challenging, this was early on, was a guest that showed up and and they were still f- Eating like a, a bowl of fruit when as they were starting the interview with me, and what the, the funny part is Jeffrey' is that he was on video, so I could see him doing it so and i was and i had and I had to be a professional because you know what's funny is and this this is the sign of a good podcast host because my listeners never knew that you know and re- and regardless, like I always sometimes you're going to be given challenging guests. Sometimes you're going to be given guests that don't give you a lot of information and you have a responsibility as the host to get the best out of your, um, your guest. And however you do that, sometimes you got to perform a miracle, but you want to make sure that you're, you're painting your guest in the best light possible whenever you can, even if you go through a challenging circumstance like that.
1: Wow. And you know, for my instance he was actually sleeping the guest was sleeping that's the worst <laughs> he
0: felt he fell asleep during during the uh during the interview
1: no i mean like that would have been I, I could have sensed that okay my mistake was on my side so i could correct it but he was sleeping before the start um starting the recording and he was sleeping during the recording as well he was uh, not actually li- literally sleeping like you know uh laying down da- lying down and you know talking mm. like uh and uh, this was like that voice and i was i was wow. really frustrated but <laughs> and i told him that you know okay no problem you know if you want to do it next time and you know i always have this enthusiastic voice with an anger mode yeah. like, <laughs> so i don't show up the anger <laughs> but still i would be enthusiastic yeah. in my talking so i was at that and uh, i told him so yeah <laughs> oh yours, yours is really more than what else is going on so yeah yeah uh that's yeah, cool, and uh, you know, uh, you 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 are actually in the business for almost twenty years, like right? you know, in business and ma- marketing. You as so I am senior on LinkedIn, it were like, like more than twenty plus years. My biggest doubt, I mean, like it came it came on recently actually, because there are lots of people in the world, like uh, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan. There are tons of podcasters, and they are for, podcasters are like world famous. Okay? It's like famous all around the world. People are not like uh, the hundred percentage, but probably the majority of it. But why isn't some other podcasters who's having like the same marketing budget or same who who's having the money to, you know, advertisement, everything and stuff, they are not actually getting that much of an audience or that much of a fan following. Uh, they aren't getting even their content is good. And why is that? It's not it's actually not happening.
0: I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that. And and I think what's important is not to measure ourselves against these other podcasters, because everybody has what we call imposter syndrome. Everybody is comparing ourselves. And to be honest, Jeffrey, like when I started my show, I have a podcast about podcasting, which sounds interesting. And it sounds like not many people are doing it, but there was probably half a dozen to a dozen shows that were inspiring me that were doing something similar. And if I thought about how popular those shows were, I would never have started my show. And I'm just trying to, you know, build a niche and and build a show that is, uh, you know, attractive, and that inspires a certain type of audience. I'm I'm never going to be a, a Joe Rogan or Tim Ferriss, and I don't, you know, and I don't, I don't think that's the goal. I want to connect, and I want to have, you know, whenever I say, like, if I've I've spoken on stage before, when I get off the stage, if there's one person in the room or a thousand people in the room, I just I just want to affect one person. And I just want to affect one person. I want one person to come up and say, hey, you know what? Um, That really resonated with me. And thank you for that. I needed to hear that now. And that should be your intention as a podcast host as well, because, you know, people, podcasters get hung up on numbers. Libsyn pub- publishes stats about their sh- about you know average listeners and if you're getting 120 list downloads in the first 30 days your podcast goes live you're doing better than 50% of all shows and and, if, and then people say oh 120 that's not a lot okay jeffrey i'm going to put you in a, i'm going to put you in a room with 120 people and you tell me how nervous you're going to be <laughs> you know so 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 we have to like put these things into perspective and stop trying to measure ourselves by other people's success. Because at the end of the day, like, are you doing the show because you want to be successful? Are you doing the show because you want to be the next Oprah or the next, you know, Tim Ferriss or the next Carrie V? Like, or are you doing it because you have a message that needs to be heard? You know, and this is important. This is I have a, a, a mission to help a million people find their voice. You know, if you ask, if you go into a bar, if you go into a pub, if anywhere you go jeffrey and there's let's say there's 20 people in the room if you spend an hour with each one of those people in the room i guarantee you 100% they have a story to tell you they have a story and everyone has a story and so i think it's important if you if you're starting a podcast then that means you have a story to share and there's someone waiting to hear that story and that should be your objective like and and it'll maybe it'll never be as big as it's supposed to be but you know, I just I just don't think it's important. You know, your your why needs to be very, very clear as to why you're doing the show. And then that will drive everything else afterwards.
1: Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, this why concept, I think you heard of his name called Simon Sinek. Uh, this is yep. guy. And uh, yeah, wow. <laughs> Thank goodness. Because not many people actually kind of knowing him. And it kind of really like, oh, how can you not know him? I mean, like the guy, he's like, is like a really great guy and he always says that you know know your why and yeah that's all i don't know i don't know why i want to say that but the word whenever i hear the word like the purpose the goal the why the vision it's kind of that's the only guy that actually comes to my mind so and and, i couldn't agree more because uh you said that you're having a podcast for podcasters itself and i am also trying to you know position my podcast in a way like that but uh, it's really hard because you see, you see you just have to find those like nuances where what are the things that podcasts require. But because when i start to explore it's like there are tons of things that you can do in a podcast like in monetization people will say that sponsorship is the first thing that you know, pops into our mind but but you you know right there are tons and tons of monetization you know uh, avenues that you can actually invest your time and money into but just a curious question like what do you think is actually the best monetization, uh, you know, avenue out there? Do you think it's actually having your podcast as a lead magnet or, you know, like sponsorships or offering your podcast service as a podcaster? Like what, what else do you think is actually the best when it comes to this monetization?
0: I think it depends. Obviously, it depends a lot on the type of show because it depends on what people are coming to you for. And what they're what what they're coming in and listening to you week after week or every episode for so one of my students her name is Molly she has a podcast called Sleep Is a Skill and it's a it's a podcast where she teaches people how to improve their sleep you know you can wear an aura ring you know how to um, blue blue blocker glasses you know how to you know how to improve your sleep environment. So there's so many tips that she gives because she, she had problems sleeping and she was insomniac and, and she basically figured out herself how to do it. Naturally, she's going to be talking about a lot of tools, a lot of, you know, tips and a lot of services that help people get better sleep, you know, a chili pad, uh, Swan, Swanee glasses, you know, just all these things. And so she's, she's going to be able in a better position because she's speaking to an audience that is coming to learn about that topic, for example, now, for example, if you're talking about podcasting, you know, you may have a, a bigger challenge because there's a lot of podcasts about podcasting, but if you're, if you're demonstrating that you're adding value and you're giving people tips on how to do better podcasting, then maybe for you, the, the lead magnet, you know, which is for those of you who aren't familiar with the lead magnet, um, it's a PDF that you offer to your audience at the end of your show. And it says, "Hey, if you like more information, you know you can go download our, our lead magnet." And it's something you know that I do when I'm a guest on shows, or, or it's something helpful for people, because I think it um, it's it's something simple. You don't have to give people an ebook; nobody has time to read an ebook. But you want people to take the next step with you, and you want them to to move people from a listener to your email list. And so, whether whether you have a product to sell or not, or you or you're just getting started, and you're not sure what you want to offer very, very important, Jeffrey, at the very least, get people on an email list. And and um, it's the most important thing you can do to build a com- to build a community and a resource that you control. And you don't want to build your your platform on rented land. That's a very common saying. Like you don't want to like if you see what's happening with TikTok, all these TikTok influencers, you know, million followers. And now in one day, you know, they're going to close TikTok (laughs) so well they actually
1: did in India actually
0: (laughs) yeah so that's what happens like so email list is the best best way to you know not a Facebook group not Instagram not Twitter I'm not not saying don't have a presence there but your number one priority should be to build your email list because you control the relationship you have a one-to-one connection with your audience at that point and then later on when you figure out what you want to offer what you want to sell you can start to introduce things but this is another point to remember don't sell people right away. Again, no like and trust like if they don't if, if you don't have the trust, why are you going to offer something? So one of the best things is to start an email sequence. And, and when people sign up to your list, you know, my email sequence, for example, when people sign up at, at, um, at fullcast.co forward slash game plan, they basically get the PDF, but they also get a four part sequence that tells the story that I just told you, like, Hey, this is how I started a podcast. I used to be a DJ. This is what what I did. I'm I'm telling people who I am first before the, I want them to know to know me. You know, so it's always it's whether it's the podcast, whether it's the email sequence, you'll hear me coming back to the same topic. You know, let let people know who you are first before you start to you know go deeper in a relationship with them
1: and 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 I can totally agree on the email marketing because most of the times when I see a YouTube video, most people say that is email marketing is dead, or you know mostly because people say because of the you know the open the click rates and open rates are actually you know getting low every single day. But unless you have like a good copy and a good subject line, obviously it will open. But uh, yeah, yes. I I can totally understand that. And you, know, and you, have, post- and you have to be
0: yeah sorry to cut you off but you have to be a, a student of, of digital marketing i've been studying and, and i've been learning making mistakes and i've spent a lot of money and i've got coaches and you know you have to be willing to make an investment in yourself um if you want to grow and it, and sometimes the investment in those early days is time because you can't afford to pay for a coach but when and if you can you know, it, it, there's an African proverb that says, um, if you want to go fast, you know, go alone. If you want to go far, go together, you know, just you have to find someone to help you and, and have someone support you. And then the other thing which is common and people get a little nervous when you start working with coaches, you know, they say a a, a amateur is expensive uh, and an, an amateur will, will uh, cost you money. Or an amateur is expensive, but a professional is uh, priceless because, you know, you basically, you know, you, what you're paying for is, is their time and their experience.
1: Okay, well, totally understood. Mate. And, you know, just uh, one thing I want to ask you, this is full cast, and I've gone through it, and it's like you are having anything that podcaster requires like you're having the total stuff that you know everything you're having and i just want to ask is that uh what do they actually think of as the one important most aspect when you're actually creating this full cast like anything that in specific that actually clicked in a head like you know this is something that we have to do anything at all
0: yeah what i realized is because i work with businesses to help them handle all aspects of the podcast launch it's this idea of um, when I created the offer, it's a premium offer. We allow people to focus on what I call their genius. So th- there's four types of tasks, Jeffrey. There's there's the tasks you're um, you're incompetent at. There's a task that you're competent at, and and very quickly you need to get those off your plate because you you shouldn't be doing tasks that you're incompetent at or you're just barely competent at. And some for some people, you know, here in the states, you know, you have a housekeeper come by to clean your house, and you you gladly pay someone to do that for you. Um, And then there's the the third type is a task that you're excellent at, and then you're genius. The excellent task is where most um, business owners get stuck because you know it's it's something they're really good at, and they think that they're an expert, but they're they're not. They're just I mean, they are an expert in it, but it's not their genius. So, for example, I am familiar with HTML, CSS. I can do a little bit of web design. I had a problem with my website years ago, and I was in the sidebar trying to fix like a silly graphic. And I, I remember I was spending hours, Jeffrey, trying to figure this out and like HTML and CSS, like I couldn't figure it out. And finally, I just called a friend of mine, Mike, and I said, he's a web design you know, superhero. And I said, can you, can you take a look at this for me? Jeffrey, he fixed it in like five minutes. (laughs) It was, it was amazing. And I realized it was like the light bulb moment. I was like, Oh, that's your genius. That's what you do better than anyone else. And then I said, Oh my God, I just realized that. And so that's the difference because that's where I see a lot of like, um, My students that I coach, that's where they get stuck because they think, oh, I'm really good at these tasks and I should be doing them. And I was like, but is that your genius? You know, the genius is defined as that one thing that you do better than anyone else. And when you find out what that is, that's what people will pay you for. You know, and that's what people pay. And and, you know, whether you when, when I paid him for that, I wasn't paying him per hour. You know, I was paying him for the 20 years of experience that he has. To get to that point where he could fix something for me in five minutes, so whatever it is, I paid. You know, I wasn't looking at it like, "Oh my God, I can't believe I pay you that much," and then you you did it in five minutes. I, I wasn't looking for something to get done in a specific period of time. I was looking for someone who could just get what I needed done, period, regardless of how long it took. So it's just important. So that's what how, when it used to, you you know you mentioned forecast, that's what we do. We we want our business owners and our clients to focus on their genius and let us take care of all the rest like the production the audio production the editing the social media the graphics you know the the posting to your your social accounts you know all these things these little things that maybe you know how to do but you're not a genius them, and we want to take that off your plate
1: well that's a really really nice way to position your you know your companies but that that was that was really an awesome one because you know one of the sentences actually remind remind me that you know uh, like jack ma once said uh, you don't need to be. You don't need to be like uh, no uh, good in management, good in everything. You just need to find people who are good at st- those kind of stuff, and you just need to inculcate them, and you, you just need to you know, collaborate with them and all this stuff. So, yeah, wow. <laughs> I mean, like, I, yeah, yeah, I I'm mean, seeing... it's,
0: it's, it's the same question. Like, when you're a business owner, you yeah. need something done, and obviously, when you're first getting started, you do have to learn a lot of it yourself. Mm-hmm. But the question yeah. you should be asking as you're growing is not, "How do I do this?" The question should be, you know, to Jack's point, is who. Yeah, it's not the it's not how it's who who can do this for me and who can do this better than me and faster than
1: me oh that's great and just one final question before closing is that uh this actually i always ask my guest is uh what do you actually think is the best tip that you can actually provide to a fellow podcaster in order to grow the best tip in the whole world according to you
0: yeah honestly it's very simple it's just consistency Jeffrey, like I think if you are committed to starting a podcast, um, realize that the best time to start one was yesterday. The next best time to start one is today. And just be consistent with your effort and keep asking uh, people how they can, um, you know, how how you can grow and just look for consistent progress over time.
1: Wow, that's great. That's great. And Mr. Um, so Harry, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. I don't want to hold you any further. And just one final thing is that if in case people want to find you and your resources, uh, what would be the best, best places to find uh, on social media or on websites, anything like that?
0: Yeah, so I'm very active on LinkedIn. So you can look up for me on LinkedIn, Harry Duran. And then if you want to listen to the, the podcast, it's podcastjunkies.com. And then if, uh, for businesses, uh, we have an agency at fullcast.co. So those would be the three best places and uh, happy to connect with anyone there.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. So guys, uh, hope you, have, you know enjoyed this episode and uh, I will give every link in the comments, uh, you know, in the description as well so that you can actually check that out as well. Uh, that would be great. And uh, sorry, thanks so much for coming out to the podcast. It really means a lot. And is there anything else you want to ask me?
0: No, I, I think that's, I appreciate you again for taking the time. I know that's you know, anyone that starts a podcast, I, um, I want to support them. And I know that's something that uh, has to grow over time. So I, I applaud you for taking that first step, for continuing. And I wish you the best of success.
1: Thank you so much, mate. Guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. And uh, I'll see you later in the next episode.